Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 147th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Cameron, I'm doing really great. Uh, we were walking into the studio today, and there was a Beastie Boys concert going on outside. Not the actual Beastie Boys, but I honestly couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was it was a jam. We were just like, don't know what's going on here, but hope they're done by the time we have to record. Yeah. So we had to delay recording just a little bit. No, just kidding. We like sat here and talked for two hours before recording a podcast where we're going to sit and talk for some time. Yes. That's how we do it sometimes. and We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Producer Cameron just like, okay, guys, can we get this show on the road? <clears throat> uh, yeah, Producer Cameron's here as well. Hello. <laughs> good to have you with us. Oh, always good to be here. Uh, also, great to have everyone with us that is just blowing up our YouTube channel lately. It's awesome. We appreciate it. Our last few videos have gotten a lot of views, a lot of comments, a lot of likes. Keep it coming. We really appreciate it. Thanks and for the uh, commenter last week who gave me some advice about how to fix my canker sore. True. It worked. I'm on the mend. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, helpful, you know, health tips are always yeah. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't forget, though, you can support us directly on Patreon, and that can be found at patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. And we do have two, count them, one, two Patreon supporters right now. So you would not be alone if you joined. We appreciate them very much. Uh, Kyle, we got uh, some more recruiting news. The people are, are digging the recruiting news, so we might as well keep it up. And Coach Drinkwitz just keeps giving us new stuff to talk about. Yeah. So uh, really, this podcast is brought to you by uh, <laughs> Coach Elia Drinkwitz. <laughs> yeah, he's churning out the content lately. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Uh, I'm pretty sure this time last year we were like, oh, man, the middle of COVID, yeah. no recruiting going on, football got delayed. I don't even know if we knew there was going to be a season at this point Right. last year. We were like, uh, we got to realign the conferences or something. Like, yeah. I don't know what we were going to talk about. But this year, night and day difference. Thank you, Coach. Lots to talk about. Uh, before we get into the big names of the rec recruiting scene, um, let's talk a little bit of basketball. There's some news, uh, some scheduling news. The Big 12 SEC Challenge was announced. Mizzou is playing at Iowa State on January 29th. Go of course, like we just can't play new teams. We have to play Iowa State again, who we've played twice since leaving the Big 12. Well, that was my immediate thought also, but like who else is there to play at this point? Kansas I can, I can and one team. we're playing them already. Yeah, we just played Oklahoma. Have we played? We've played Kansas State. We've played. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. In football, Texas and football. Texas, yeah, that would be that would be an interesting one, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State was pretty terrible last year. They're probably not going to be great this year, but it's on the road, so Are we playing Kansas this year anyway? Yeah, at Kansas. It's supposed to be it was supposed to be a neutral court last year, right. and they canceled it. Bill self canceled it. Mm. I don't don't understand that. Well, he was scared, obviously. Obviously, that's the only thing that is reasonable. He had to, you know, reload and wait for Mizzou to be rebuilding a little bit exactly. before he could face us. And then when they were, they could get us at home. Of course. Of course. Anyways, uh, 
what was I saying? Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State. Yeah, they're probably not gonna be very good, but it's gonna it's gonna be on the road, and they're really really good at home. So yeah. I remember we played there a few years ago, and it was awful. Right, like most turnovers in a game in Mizzou history, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So we have that to look forward to. This non-conference schedule gonna be a little salty. Yeah, I yeah, I don't see a lot of wins. Probably not. Yeah. That we're, that's we'll get to that. Yeah, we got a lot of time. The team's got to gel. You know, that's what the that's what the non-conference season is for. They're not even done. They're still building the roster for this very season. True, that is true. Um, sticking with basketball, Mizzou has had some uh, high priority recruiting targets on campus lately. Talking to the coaching staff, getting their picture taken, and the latest was one Aiden Shaw from the Kansas City area, uh, the Kansas side. He's ranked. Depending on who you talk to, anywhere from 80th to 45th in the country for his class, he is a 6'8", 190 forward, and he is incredibly talented, a scoring machine, very athletic, you know, just your typical top 100, top 50-ish four-star player. Sounds appealing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much every Mizzou news outlet, including myself, labeled him as the most important recruit in this class which he is i mean as far as a guy who would be an instant impact guy and is a realistic target i you got to put all your chips in the middle for a guy like this um and honestly i feel better about aiden shaw than i have about really any big recruit we've been chasing in the last several years i i really think better that, than ej liddell yes oh. <laughs> i really think that uh mizzou has a has a good shot of landing Aiden Shaw, but obviously, I mean, he immediately took a visit to Kansas right after, uh, right after his Missouri visit, and he's from Kansas. So, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I, I really think Missouri's got a uh, really good connection with him and his family. So, I don't want to be too. This is going to c- come across very negative, but um, is Mizzou counting on a, a program like Kansas maybe taking a five-star wing? In, and then Mizzou can scoop up the four-star wing that's, you know, 50 points lower in the rankings yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I think that's certainly um, a possibility. So what I'm saying is we should be yes. okay with Mark Mitchell going to Kansas. Well, maybe I said yes too soon. But, <laughs> I mean, in in this scenario, if that, on, if that means Aiden Shaw can't go to Kansas because his spot got recruited over and he's going to go to Mizzou, then, yeah, I guess we want that to happen. Yeah. Kansas I think probably take both of them. I, Mark Mitchell's probably going to go to UCLA anyway, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay. Uh, Kansas doesn't seem to just like like Kentucky. We're getting off on a tangent here, but Kentucky they'll recruit like six guys at the same ranking at the same position. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And really, just be like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, that's yeah. I mean, Kansas they, doesn't seem to do that quite as much. No, and they have you know, Kansas is kind of interesting because they are a blue blood program, but they have a very uh, significantly different recruiting style than. Yeah. Um, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, Duke, UCLA even. It seems like those other programs are just like, we'll take all the players at every position, and we don't care. We'll figure the rest out. Yeah, Kentucky especially. I feel yeah. like they just recruit like eight guys with an um, enormous swing span, and then they just figure yeah. out, like, well, we'll get a shooter somewhere. Yeah. 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 We'll get a, a – tra- uh, you know, the best shooter in the country will transfer here probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Hayden anyway. Shaw, pay attention to him. Yes. would be a huge get for Mizzou basketball. 
Um, there are a couple offers that have been sent out recently. Um, Connor Turnbull, uh, 6'10", forward center from O'Fallon, Missouri. Uh, that's a name to keep an eye on. He also has offers from Butler and Kansas State, as well as Indiana State and St. Louis. Yeah, right now, Missouri has only one scholarship open uh, as it stands right now. I'm sure that number will change um, over time. but So you kind of have to be selective with who you're going to pursue here. And if they really feel like they've got a good shot with Aiden Shaw, there's not a whole lot else out there um, that you're that you're looking for. However, um, Connor Turnbull is a l- lower-rated player that I would be completely okay with them if he wanted to sign up today. I would be thrilled with that because um, I think he's flying over under the radar right now, and I don't know why that is. If it's COVID or whatever, um, I just think he's so much better than what his ranking suggests at the moment and what his offers are. And he's a six-ten guy who's who averaged 15 points per game as a junior and shot almost 35% from three. And his shot looks super pure. I mean, it's not just some gimmicky thing. It just happens to be going in because nobody's guarding him. Like, I really think he's a, he's an excellent shooter for his size. He's very mobile, good passer. I would be thrilled if, if he wanted to commit today. So he's basically Chet Holmgren is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, he's uh, better than Chet that's, Holmgren. That's under the radar Chet Holmgren. But I do think that um, he... I, th- I think he likes the Mizzou offer. I think that's one that, that definitely made an impact on him, and I think Missouri is probably probably in the lead in that recruiting, but in that recruitment, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, the Butler offer stands out to me as like, I, I don't know, I like being in that company, I think, for this kind of under-the-radar recruit that I think Butler has shown over the years with several different coaches that they know how to take that type of player. They've got a system. Yes, exactly. And so if they're eyeing a guy that's from Missouri, then I think uh, Mizzou should definitely be jumping at that at the same type of player. Uh, another player that received an offer this week was Kellen Thames, uh, son of Mizzou legend, basically. Uh, Kelly Thames, 90s player, was a very good forward, 1,000-point scorer, top 10 all-time Mizzou history. And his son now has a Mizzou offer. Another very under-the-radar recruit. Yeah, even but, more so, I would say, than Turnbull. Um, he, I, I don't even know if he has a recruiting profile on some of the major services, but um, he does have an offer from Georgetown and St. Louis. Hmm. But he's a 6'5", uh, so he's not small. 6'5", 2022 combo guard um, at Pattonville High School, and his dad's the coach. Uh, averaged almost 20 almost 20 points per game this past season uh, but shot about 30 percent from three with not very high volume so most of the time he was scoring on two-point shots on the inside but he's pretty he's pretty athletic he's had some nice highlights of dunks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so he's a good athlete but yeah this is a little bit interesting Um, I don't think that they would offer the son of a Mizzou legend just to tell him no if he wanted to commit right now right so i feel like if he wanted to commit they would take him um i'm oh man it's hard to know where i stand with that because just because of the pedigree mm-hmm. and what that family means to mizzou but um i don't i don't know i, I don't know if he he might be a little bit more of a of kind of a guy that you get on board and is a project and you hope he's kind of a late bloomer a little bit but or maybe just hope that he really shoots lights out when he gets on campus but um i don't know don't know what Kanto's plan is there if they had more scholarships to spare i think i would be totally excited about getting him on board but with yeah. one 
with one to spare and but you never know what can happen with the numbers true yeah scholarship numbers rarely stay the same from one off season to the next yeah well that's all for basketball but i think uh conzo martin should talk to coach drinkwitz about you know maybe getting a little bit of help recruiting potentially because coach drink is knocking it out of the park and i don't know if it's just because covid stuff was lifted you know recruiting is back in full force but um that's got to be the reason because i've never seen what's happening right now we're just every week there's four star guys i mean I, maybe i've already said this on the podcast like the last couple weeks but i've never seen it like this where every week there's new four star players that i haven't even heard of taking visits to mizzou and taking pictures in the jerseys and talking to the coaches and is this a coach drinkwitz thing or is this a recruiting is back folks after covid thing <laughs> i think it's definitely both um this is usually the time of year where, where guys are taking visits guys are committing that kind of thing I, I i typically think of june and july as heavy recruiting months but yeah i definitely think the floodgates just kind of opened at the beginning of this month and, and not getting it last year it's just like this yes. new thing again where i'm like just getting bombarded with it right now if you want to talk about the quality of recruit however i think that's where Drinkwitz comes in and gotcha. obviously I, I mean, I also just think the quantity, too. I mean, he, he's just busting his butt, man. Yeah. Like, he's working so hard to get the guys he wants in here. And, I mean, a good example, you mentioned a four-star player you probably had never heard of before this week. A great example of that is a running back target that's on cam- that's going to be on campus this weekend for an official visit. His name is Tavoris Jones. He's uh, from El Paso, Texas. He's 5'11", 205 pounds. He's a four-star player. And... It kind of seems like um, the two running back targets that we were going after, both C.J. Stokes and Joseph Hyman, have maybe kind of moved on to other things. C.J. Stokes committed to Michigan uh, this past week, and then Joseph Hyman, it sounds like he maybe has taken a liking to Northwestern, maybe Vanderbilt, but it doesn't sound like Missouri is going to be as involved in his recruitment going forward. So uh, Coach Shrinkwich just says, oh, okay, we'll just get this four-star player from Texas to – to show up for an official visit this weekend within a week of finding out maybe about some of these other things. So crazy. Yeah. So, um, there's a big name, a big fish, you could say in the, uh, 2022 class that made a bit of a splash on Twitter by just posting two emojis and a location. He put a pin drop in Columbia, Missouri with a little tiger head, uh, emoji. And that is the number one player in the state of Missouri, number top 20 nationally, number two wide receiver in the country for his class, St. Mary's wide receiver, St. Louis, Missouri, Kevin Coleman. <laughs> yeah, talk about a whirlwind of a recruitment, too. I mean, releasing a top 15 a few months ago, Missouri's not on there. Uh, but as time has gone on, we've seen a couple of little breadcrumbs here and there. Like he posted some pictures on a unofficial visit maybe a month ago in uh, Mizzou uniform, and that kind of raised some eyebrows. Um, there's been news of other St. Louis players that may be interested in uh, going to Mizzou. Uh, Luther Burden mm-hmm. is one of those. Uh, Mookie Cooper, Don McLovett, two current players on the roster that seem to have a lot of pull with some of these recruits right, right now. Um there just is a lot of hype in in that direction right now. And, and I think Coach Drinkwitz doesn't give up, apparently. No, he doesn't, doesn't care. No, he does not take no for an answer. Yeah. Which is an incredibly 
difficult trait to have. I that is not a trait I have. You tell me no, I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> forget but it. yeah, Sorry. forget it. Yeah, we're moving on. But Drinkwitz, a good thing I'm not recruiting. Right. So he's kind of unbelievable. Yeah, and it's kind of scary. Uh, in in some ways, it's a little bit scary because I have seen Mizzou coaches in how, what I would call waste their time with players that do not seem interested in coming to Mizzou, but. And Kevin Coleman is a player that specifically said months ago that he was not real interested in staying home. He felt like what he needed out of his next step was not near home. Yeah. And you don't get much clearer than that as far as like a player's intentions. Yeah. And it was, and we haven't even talked about it much on this podcast because it just has not seemed very likely. Now we need to, throw the appropriate appropriate caveats in here that um he was on campus for a seven on seven camp type event and a lot uh, it seems like some of his friends were there so it's not necessarily you know it's not like mizzou is a front runner for his recruitment all of a sudden i think that just the fact that he's open to Mizzou, it seems like, you know, the fact that he's been around campus, giving the coaching staff the time of day, at least, that's good news in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about who's on campus for the seven on seven event today, Kevin Coleman, number two wide receiver in the class of 22. Guess who's number one, Luther Burden. Yeah. He's here on campus too. Uh, and then, you know, I think I don't want to make Ahmad Robinson seem like he's just a pawn to get these other players but you know and he because he's a great player in itself but he's a uh, cornerback from East St. Louis he was also on campus today but because uh, every time we bring him up you have to you have to talk about who he's close with and right. that's these other great players in St. Louis and I really feel like Ahmad Robinson who got a offer from Missouri last week or whenever that was within the last week or two I really think that he will commit to Missouri I don't know when it's going to be but I just think that I think that means Luther Burden is potentially on board. If Luther Burden's on board, I think Kevin Coleman is potentially on board. It's just a domino effect where these guys are influenced by their friends. They're influenced by the current players, Tyler Macon, Dominic Lovett, Mookie Cooper. These guys are in their ear constantly, especially guys who are in the program already. They're, they're saying like, Hey, I'm here right now. It's great. Yeah, it, uh, there's we're not BSing you, man. We're we're literally here and we're loving it, and I think that goes a long way. And I don't know, it's just so cool to see players at the same position, just being okay with potentially just teaming up to have, uh, you know, one of the most. This would be like. The fact that we're even talking about this as a possibility and we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but this may be the only time that we're able to talk about this because the door may shut on all of this stuff soon. Yeah. Um, we hope not, but it's possible. So while the possibility still exists, you know, forgive us for, uh, you know, uh, speculating on what could be, but, uh, Luther burden being the number one player or number one wide receiver in the country, Kevin Coleman's number two. 24-7 sports recruiting, national recruiting analyst, Alan Treyu, uh, has him projected as a NFL first-round draft pick, and he compares him to Emmanuel Sanders. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, he's 
an unbelievable talent. He's it's like a Tyreek Hill running around out there almost. And, you know, I don't know that he has quite that top end speed, but the shiftiness, the hands, the the spin move. I mean, he just you get the ball in his hands. He just makes things happen um, on the field. Same guy for 24-7 Sports has Luther Burden as a fir- projected first-round NFL draft pick and compares him to A.J. Brown. <laughs> I was gonna, I mean, I was going to say, uh, Luther Burden may be what I think of as more of the prototypical NFL wide receiver, but there is absolutely a place for just unrelenting speed and athleticism, especially in the college game. Man, you get a guy, an ath- you get an, a, a superior athlete in space. Think of... Uh, I don't know, like a D'Anthony Thomas or something like that. Like that guy, Jeremy Macklin, that, maybe. Yeah, that guy. Some of those guys were maybe didn't have outstanding NFL careers, but in college, Thomas is the is a great example. Unstoppable, of that. Yeah. and I don't know if Kevin Coleman quite has that athleticism, but the point remains that just speed kills, and I just would love to see him out there with some of the other talents that we already have. Yeah, and. I mean, we talked about just if Luther Burden, you know, signed up to play for Missouri, how we're talking about potentially one of the best receiving cores Missouri's ever seen. And if you added both of these guys, then you're number talk- one and num- two recruit uh, wide, wide receivers, receivers, yeah, in the country, like that's rivaling. I would put that up against anything any team has ever done at one position. Talk about uh, that's the first time we've ever made Nick Saban jealous. Probably. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Now none of that has has happened yet. Yeah. But man, the fact that it's a possibility has me excited. Yeah. Well, you and, know what? And, and we need to we need to take our time with both of these guys because there's still a long way to go in both of their recruitments. But yeah, yeah. Kevin Coleman is a fantastic player. I I mean, cross your fingers. Maybe next time he posts something publicly. Missouri is included on a list of schools that would be a dream come true at this point in his recruitment if he if he decides to seriously consider Missouri after basically writing him off earlier then I don't know what you can ask for more than that I mean you can ask for a commitment but (laughs) yeah I mean okay I'm gonna go on like a little bit of a rant here but a, a very biased rant but I mean why not Missouri why not stay home I mean, you think about the the facilities that Missouri has. Uh, is it the is it the top notch facility in planet Earth? Probably not. But when you really think about colleges as a whole, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty and damn they're, close. They're it's improving still, every day. It's still amazing, and they're yeah, they're yet to be even more improved. And you think about visibility. Missouri plays on national television pretty much every time they play. If you want to go to the NFL, if that's what your goal is, people will find you. You're going to be on TV every single time you put on the uniform. Uh, you know, we, we're in the best conference in football. There's there's really no reason to put Missouri so much lower than some of these other programs mm-hmm. in your mind. I mean, maybe they don't have the, the traditional success in the past that an Ohio State has had or something yeah. like that. But you know what the difference between – one of the big differences between Missouri and Ohio State right now is it's going to be harder to get on the field for Ohio State. Why not stay home? Why, why not bring – some of that same talent that's going to go to some of these other schools with you to to Missouri and and yeah. compete for an SEC championship. Basically light it up for three seasons yeah. on the field. So uh, the office cleaners had to let us know that they were about to start. Mm. So maybe producer Cameron can close the door for us. 
I think he was like warning us basically that it might be they might be making noise. <laughs> um anyway. a- am I am I out of touch? No. Am, am I looking through my my golden black uh, glasses maybe, here? Maybe 10% you are. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we've seen with a player like Mookie Cooper deciding to come back to the state of Missouri that obviously the grass isn't always greener at these, you know, perennial powerhouses. Yeah. Now, that being said, if your goal as a football player, if you are just ultra, ultra competitive and your goal at every level, level of play is to win the biggest game possible then you may not want to sign up for a program that is a few steps away from being competitive at that level. But you have the possibility of being a part of the class or the group of players that changes that and makes your home state team able to compete at that level. So, and that's gotta be part of the pitch for these guys is yeah, you could potentially go to Alabama and be a part of the however many championships they already have mm-hmm. and go to the NFL and you're just one of yeah. lots of other players that have done the same thing. But yeah, you n- could be something different, though. At I, you know, you've, you've heard it a million times. I feel like I don't want to. This is a retread at some point. But, yeah, I mean, you're just another dude at yeah. Alabama. And, I mean, yeah, I guess you've got a good shot at winning a national championship. But you but, can actually see that, like, on Twitter. I know that's, like, a not the best metric to go by, but the Mizzou fan base is yes desperate. Yes. They are hungry for this type of talent to stay home. Yes, you can see that on the replies. Like, anytime yes. any player talks about maybe being on a visit or just asking for, you know, Mizzou fans, like, where yeah. are you out, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, Mizzou fans show up yeah. on Twitter. And, and also, I got to give a shout out to a lot of Mizzou Twitter. I, I can't remember who it was very, fairly recently committed somewhere else. Oh, it was, um, he went to Clemson. Uh, Toriano Pride. Yeah. Very happy yeah. with the replies from Mizzou fans very to respectful. that announcement. Like, shout out. If any of you are listening, good job. Being respectful. Wishing him the best. Yeah. Thanks for considering Missouri. And because uh, the last thing you want to do. Okay, we just saw Mookie Cooper. Leave the state of Missouri, go to Ohio State, turn around and come back. Don't burn bridges. Yeah, let's. let's Not that we're single-handedly responsible for the recruitments, right. but, but, but no, if they have thing. a bad taste in their mouth, they if they commit to Clemson, let's say, and then Mizzou fans are just trashing them in the replies, and they're like, "Oh, geez, well, if the, this, you're yeah. just going to turn on me like that." These are still humans, right? That, like, read your your comments, and right. like when you're trashing them and representing Missouri, that's not a great look. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going more for like the. We want them to maybe consider well, exactly. coming back. But that, also, mean, yeah, be be a good person. Too. Yeah, but yeah, be a good in general. Person. But but mainly, we want them to come back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least consider it. Yeah. If we just completely trash them, they uh, they probably won't do that for sure. So keep in, we can put Kevin Coleman back on the radar. Yeah. Thanks. I, I think we can say that. Thanks completely to Eli Drinkwitz and the coaching staff. They're getting work done, and they've got buzz around the program. It's very exciting. And every week we get it. We get a new name to talk about that, you know, last year, two years ago, pretty much any other time, you know, Missouri has been involved with this type of player once in a while, basically. Mm -hmm. 
And lately we've been involved in multiple, you know, there's always, since Drinkwitz has been the head coach, there's always a player that you can look at and be like, oh, we, we'd still have a shot at this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we think, I mean, when you really put on that, that speculative cap and you, you think about landing Luther Burden and Kevin Coleman, and you think about Jamarian Wayne and, and Mackie Miller, who I think are both already tremendous talents mm-hmm. that are underrated that are already committed and we're talking about almost having like too much talent for like for one team it's ridiculous like i don't even know where everybody's gonna play i mean that's really getting ahead of yourself like being concerned about like where people are gonna right make an impact but uh that's a great problem to have but mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous to think i i don't think missouri has ever been in a position like this before with uh, this kind of talent um, I'm going to need you to fill time for just a minute because I just thought that I want to plug these two guys into the class calculator on 24-7 Sports and just see what happens. Okay, go right just ahead. Just for the fun of it. So um, let me cue something up for you. They're new turf on the football field. Yeah. I um, mean, when I think about this year's wide receiver room, oh, Kiki Chisholm. Forget turf. You got something to say. Let's go. Oh, wait, well, you, wait. What I was you like gonna... queuing up. You can talk about the new turf because I want oh, to the get new, to that. Oh, the new turf. But talk about did, Kiki Chisholm. I was thinking about what, what am I going to say here. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I think about this year's room, Kiki Chisholm, he's moving on. Um, uh, I can't even think. Uh, we're not going to have a whole lot of turnover this season. Like, it's going to be a lot of young guys in the room next year if they were to add three or four wide receivers. I mean, it's just crazy to think about how many talented wide receivers are going to be on the field. Um, I think Kiki Chisholm will be a pretty gaping hole that we're going to have to fill. Uh, Toski Dove will probably be a senior next year. but So if you add Luther Burden and Kevin Coleman to the 2022 recruiting class that already exists for Mizzou football, that makes their team score 199.49. And if you compare that to the team rankings... For 2022, that would put them at fifth, which is actually kind of insane that it's that low. Wow. But behind only Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, and Georgia. So literally unheard of territory that for Mizzou football. definitely unheard of territory. Like We've never even had speculative potential recruits that would get us that high in the rankings. <laughs> yeah. You asked me about the turf. Yeah, they got new turf. Looks great. Okay. What do you think of it? I think some people were maybe expecting uh, a little bit of a redesign. Yes. Along with the new uh, actual material. I uh, yes, I was thinking that was possible. Yeah. No such luck. But it looks very crisp. Oh yeah. And clean. And um, no, there was no reason to really adjust the look of the field, in my opinion. What about the track? The track. Well, it's a hazard. We all know it. We all know it. The health and safety of our players are at stake. What about aesthetically? It's, I don't really, eh, the look of it is fine. I know people say, eh, it looks like a high school field with a track it around it. Eh, whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't notice the look of it on the TV broadcast. Gotcha. I'll say that much. Yeah. I don't mean, it's not as noticeable on the TV. Yeah. In person though. Truman gets to ride around on True. It. They spray the kids down with water. Yeah. Got to be able to do that. In the middle of November. Yep, sometimes. <laughs> um, I had something else to say. 
Oh, uh, I'm going to throw producer Cameron under the bus here a little bit. Uh, one member of this table didn't, no. didn't, re <laughs> didn't recognize the gentleman uh, in the photo standing in front of the field uh, that is AstroTurf was basically advertising the fact that they redid uh, the, the turf. And they had a picture in the article of a gentleman standing in front of the field and producer Cameron wasn't exactly sure who it was, and it was one and only head coach of the Missouri Tigers, Eli Drinkwitz. Oh. Man. He was wearing a hat. True. He didn't have his glasses on. Didn't have his glasses on. He was wearing that pretty cool Missouri out State Outline hoodie. Is it just me, or has he lost some weight? I th he's looking good either way. He looks amazing. Maybe yeah. it's just because I love him so much more, and every day he's just become more beautiful to the me. More, yeah, the more you get to know him, just the more attracted to him you are i think that's yeah. that's just how that works yeah yeah you have anything yeah. to say no i don't really have anything to <laughs> say. okay that's fine i don't i don't I, I don't look at pictures of these people very no. often so no i don't what do you look at pictures of do you look at pictures of the nebraska head coach no but i know what he looks looks yeah. like i do too <laughs> scotty frost yeah anyway uh do we have anything else to talk about this week well, that's pretty much it i mean there's uh there was a 2023 event um, that was on campus this week. So a lot of the big names that we've talked about recently. You can tell the three people that are still listening about it if you want. Uh, I'm trying to just wrap this up. Um, where it was one name I didn't mention, Jalen Marshall is going to be on an official visit this weekend. He is a defensive tackle from Overland Park. It's, it's a big official visit weekend this weekend. So there's going to be a lot of more names coming out about who's going to be on campus this weekend. But... Um, a lot of exciting stuff to keep an eye on on Twitter and stuff this weekend. I'm sure we'll be retweeting that kind of stuff if you follow us on Twitter, so you'll be, be able to follow along a little bit. I'm ready for some good news. Me too. Keep it coming. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. Um, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. Shout out to the emailer who gave us the tip on the NCAA 14 video game stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. Can't wait. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.